It's the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Join us as we discover the good things that are happening all around us and what we can do to bring even more good to our communities. Life is like a box of assorted chocolates. But what swirls in my head? Donuts from boxes. Both go with the concept. Never know what you'll get unless you are open. Welcome to the Perpetual Good Podcast. This is your host, Kenneth Hopkins. And this week, it's a special week for me because it's my birthday week. And how appropriate is it that last week and this week, we get to talk about gifts. Now, these are not the gifts that are physical gifts that are handed from one person to another, but the gifts that are inside of us, the gifts that make us who we are, and the gifts that make us important for the community around us. And with this last week and this week, I have my friend Yendis Thomas. Uh, last week we did part one, so if you haven't listened to that one, please go back, listen to that one, so that uh, you'll be all caught up on the rest of the conversation. It's, it's a great conversation, and it's going to be something that's going to spark something in you. My hope is that you start to really look at who you are and the things that you have to, the things that you have to give, the things that you have to offer. You are very important. You're, you're important to your family. You're important to your friends. You're important to the community around. And once you start to use those things, use those gifts, you'll be able to, to really have an impact on the people around you. And uh, that's the, what I got out of Yindis' conversation. I hope that you get the same. So we're going to cut right into it. This is part two of my conversation with Yendis Thomas, who is doing a series on Instagram about finding the gifts inside of you and using those for the community around. We'll get right into the conversation. So here is my conversation, part two of the gifts that we have within with Yendis Thomas. Think that 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 you're like yourself when you you, you're, <laughs> I, you know some of your messages you know one time you 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 said something uh saint james anniversary 2011 uh yeah 2011 in a, in a sermon that i used to this day and it was um your your power is only as strong as your proximity to the source so if you're not within, the further you are from the center, which, which is God, you know, the less power you have. The closer you are, the greater your strength and greater your power. So I've been thinking, you know, that, that resonated with me. So your, your speaking and your, and your message giving and your connection with audiences is a gift, but it's really an extension of the passion, which is to display and to share the love of, of God, the love of, of what you learned, how Christ loved people. It's an extension of that. It's, it's a tool for that passion, that purpose. Mm -hmm. So people who are trying to find their gifts, first you have to understand yourself because you got to know what that passion is. You know, what you feel like you're being directed towards your purpose is. And the gift is a tool of that. Right. It's a, it's almost a an extension to help you exercise that passion and how that the medium with the passion and the purpose can flow through. 
Okay, so I'm gonna say again what I heard you say, because I wanna make sure that I get this right. Your gift is a tool to help you to identify and to use the passion that is inside of you. Did I get I think, that right? I would say that the, the passion in, in inside of you will help you develop or help you identify what the gift is. Okay, all right. Um, and that gift is what the passion and purpose flows through. And that's how the people are able to get what they need. Like for instance, Michael Jordan, we know his, his gift is very obvious, right? But he said his purpose was to entertain and to take the common guy who's working the nine to five, who's struggling a moment in time to escape that. Mm -hmm. So he wanted to give the best display possible to keep that guy and take him away from his, maybe his, his situation or his hell, or maybe he just needs a break. Maybe he needs a stress relief. Michael Jordan said he played so that that guy could enjoy a moment. It wasn't about, I want to be the greatest ever. I'm going to be the, the most phenomenal basketball player that ever lived, the Hall of Famer. That was not ever his thing. Mm -hmm. It was to be the best he could possibly be and to entertain that man, that hardworking man that needed a stress relief, needed a mental break. And he would say, hey, when you come see my game, that's why he said he played every single night. He never took a night off because he, he knew that somebody was in, out there that needed, that needed to see that, that needed that relief. So he had, he had a passion that was pretty broad, but he was able to channel that through his gifting of his athleticism. Right. He could have channeled that in any number of ways. And we see that you know, some people have abilities to, uh, to transcend into different, uh, into different areas, but he chose to, to, to channel that into that particular area where he knew that he was gifted and to actually use that to fulfill that. I don't even say even fulfill that passion, but to connect his passion with other people and to be able to actually channel that through that gift. So We've talked a lot about understanding the gifts and just even in the identification of that, um, I think one of the things that's, that's really important is in understanding that because, as I said, you, you do a, a search and what you're going to find is you're going to find a lot of spiritual gifts inventories, uh, personal gift inventories. Uh, there are different tests out there. There's, there's a spiritual gifts assessment. There's Myers-Briggs. There's Enneagrams. There's DISC test. There's just the list goes, goes on and on. And when you, when you take those, there are people even putting their, their Myers-Briggs assessment and their, their Enneagrams in, in their signature line, so people can know that if I'm coming to uh, if I'm coming to a job, I'm an IN, uh, INFP or an INFJ, and so it's like, okay, I know exactly what that person is like. But is there a danger in being so specific in in those types of in those types of tests and saying that test is going to determine my gift? Does that limit that, or is that just a, a way of what I would say, starting the journey of being able to begin the process of learning a little bit more of, of who I am and, right. and what I can be and learning that 
that may be the start, but it may change. All of that stuff should be fluid because I'm still an evolving person. Yeah, I, I really believe that those those tests, those evaluations, the way to really try, I think those are kind of giving you direction and kind of helping you explore, you know, these particular things might be in a, a guide and kind of like almost like it could be a, like breadcrumbing you, <laughs> like Hansel and Gretel to the final destination. But I do feel the danger of saying these are exactly what I do. And this is, this is the scope of my gift. Well, I think it's very limited because until you really get into your gift and operate in it for a long, you know, for a period of time, you start to understand the scope and the range of it. It's, it's greater than just these, this is, this is my assessment. You have these three things. These are your gift. It's, it's, it's in a subsets and aspects of all those, you know, three things. And I think about um, T.D. Jakes, right? <laughs> Another phenomenal human being, you know, his, his, his speeches, his, his, his ministry, you know, has touched, whether you believe in his doctrine or not, every, he said many things that helped me out, right? But if he were to say, well, that's my gift. I, I speak and I create messages and tell people about God. But then, it, and, and, and if he stuck to that, then he would be so limited in the, the, and it wouldn't be what we know as, a, as his ministry is now. It wouldn't be movies. It wouldn't be plays. It wouldn't be, you know, expanding different concepts. It wouldn't be books. I just speak. I just write sermons. That's it, you know. Mm -hmm. So that's just a, a direction. That's where it starts. Mm -hmm. But when, as you start to move in that gift and it starts to really resonate with inside you, and you start seeing the reaction of the people mm -hmm. and they'll tell you, it'd be cool if you did this. Have you ever thought about that, you know? And they're all in, in, in relation to your gift. Now you start to expand your scope. Yep. Now you start to, because you can't touch everybody the same way. Not everybody's going to hear that sermon. Nobody wants to hear that sermon. There's certain people that turned off and feel like, oh, you're just trying to get my money. Mm -hmm. Using that example. But they'll, but, but they'll see a movie and get the same message and be enlightened and motivated and ready to, to take on what they need to, you know, the challenges of life. They could read that book and be like, wow, I never thought of it that way. It could be the same thing he said in that sermon, but because it came across in those different mediums, they're being received differently. So his gift had to be broadened. It had to have a different scope, had to have a different range to reach the audience that he needed to reach, a broader audience, because now everyone's receiving things differently now, right? Exactly. And I'm thinking uh, you've probably had certain situations with your kids where you have told them things over and over and over and over again. And then they're just like, yeah, 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 whatever, dad. And then they will come home and say, dad, I just heard this from my friend or my friend just gave me the, the greatest advice. And it's exactly the same thing that you said. Right. It's like, I, I told you that three years ago. No, you didn't. I never heard that from you. Yeah. But situations will will stop people from actually receiving. And I think that's one of the things about, we haven't really talked about this, but in everything that you've said and everything that we've, we've really talked about, when it comes to a gift, gift is something that's given. It's something that's given to us, but it's very much like the difference between a flowing river and 
a, a stagnant pool. I mean, if water flows into a stagnant pool, then everything in that pool is going to end up dying. But if, as long as it keeps flowing, as long as it keeps giving, then there's going to be life. So our gift is never something that's just, oh, it's just given to me. I'm just going to hold on to this. Right. Nobody's going to know about this. It's never really a gift until it takes that next stage and is given to someone else to experience. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. So, wow, yeah. I know, well, Okay, that's, that's a different insight on it. Yeah, absolutely. Because, wow. So, using that, okay, I look at us uh, all like spiritual Santa Claus, right? The gifts came to him but if he just held on to him, then it wouldn't make no difference. He wouldn't be Santa Claus, yeah. right? But he's continuously giving gifts to those who need him, to, to those who want him. Then that joy and happiness continues to flow through. And people are like, oh, you know, they're, they're excited. And it's like, your gift is, yeah, is given to you primarily to hand out to the masses, you know, in, in different ways. And the, the continuation of the gift and the giving, it takes on a different aspect. I mean, think about it this way. You've had times when you have spoken to, spoken to someone, whether it's a sermon, whether it's one-on-one, -on -one, what, whatever it is, and you have, in your mind, you have thought, this is prime. This is, this is the point. This is what's resonating with me. That what I'm seeing in the situation, this is the, the big thing that I want to get to you. Right. And you give it to them and they're like, oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I got it. And then they come back and they relay to you what it is that they received and what they're taking away from it. And it's different than what <laughs> you yeah. what you thought. I'm going to give you a kind of a prime example. This is, it doesn't seem like it would match, but it does. My son, John, and I were in a play. This was many, many years ago. John was eight years old. That will tell you how long ago this was. So we were in this play and we're going through practice and everything. And there were, there were areas where the entire cast thought that this set of lines in the script were just going to, they were going to. Oh. They were going to go Throw over and people were going to be going crazy, laughing the whole bit. Right. And so we're, we're going through and we're, we're doing the, we're doing the lines and in our mind, we're expecting this is going to go over so great crickets, <laughs> but these other areas that we had, I mean, we're just like, yeah, this is, this is whatever. And people are rolling mm. in, in these other areas. They're, they're picking up things that we never thought. Because when I give it to you, then it's going to mesh with your DNA and that's going to that's gonna change things yeah. of how it's received right. and how it can be applied in their life. Right. So the expression of love, how I could look at you and your mom and I can see similarities in the expression of love, but I can also see a lot of differences. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs> Your mom loved fiercely, but she also, she wouldn't take no mess. Mm -mm. 
but I can I can see the things that she poured into you and I can see as you pour into somebody else, I can say, oh, that's coming from your mom, but the expression is different. Mm -hmm. So the gift morphs when it touches somebody else. You mentioned, you know, Michael Jack, uh, Michael, <laughs> Michael Jordan giving his gift and his passion to somebody else. Yes. That doesn't mean that that person's, you know, sitting down saying, you know, I'm, I'm watching the game. That doesn't mean that that person's going to be able to get up and, and start shooting hoops and, you know, dropping threes and everything like that. Right. But what they get from it, they're going to take and do something completely different with that. So I think our gifts and how they, how they touch and how they, how they're experienced, they, they kind of take on a life of their own. Yeah. Especially as it flows through the, the filter of someone else's experience. Right. So, you know, I remember I was looking at the, I'm a basketball head. So <laughs> I have a lot of basketball analogies, but I was thinking about Steph Curry, you know, and that, and that really just like resonates like, okay, People don't understand that this man, his gift, I don't know if his gift is shooting as much as it is determination. Like his guy, he wasn't that great coming up, but he made himself great. He made himself into that. And I said, dang, no, people don't realize this man's shooting 2,000, 3,000 shots a day, every single day for five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. No wonder, right? So I'm like, okay, so I don't take away, oh, I need to become a great shooter. What I take away is you got to put in those hours. You got to keep pressing. You got to keep the reps up when you have to, to you got to be consistent. You know, you, if you, you're trying to develop your business, you got to be developing that plan. You got to forge those relationships. You got to perfect what you're doing. You got to keep, because I'm working through another filter, right? Mm -hmm. Where my son, who's trying to be a D1 athlete, He's looking at it as, oh, I need to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. I need to shoot. I need that. I need that. Because that's what he's trying to, you know, that's the filter that he's absorbing the information for, through. And that's a really important thing because even I was just, as you were talking about that, I was, I was thinking back to me speaking and preaching. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know is my preparation wasn't just before. I did a lot of prep before, and I did a lot of weird prep, things that people were like, how in the world did you develop a sermon like that? But a lot of my prep for developing sermons came afterwards. Sermon would be done, and I would go back and I would listen to that sermon. I would listen to it again and again. I would listen to it as myself and how I was actually delivering the sermon. Did I speak correctly? Was I giving the right information? Was it, you know, just all of those, just kind of the, the technical and the mechanical things. And then I would listen to it again as if I wasn't that person. Would I want to listen to this sermon? Was it interesting to me? Those types of things. And I would critique it. Mm -hmm. And I would say, okay, this is where I needed to change and improve. And I need to be aware of these types of things, L little things like saying Paul instead of Peter. Mm. And it was like, oh yeah, that's just, that's just nothing. No, it's not nothing. Mm -hmm. it's, it's something that if somebody wasn't aware, then they could get confused. So I want to make sure that they're not being confused. So I'd have to, I'd have to go back and correct those things in me 
to make sure that I, that I was perfecting that craft. So it wasn't that I'm just a, a great natural speaker and I can get up and just kind of do whatever, but there was a lot of the assessment and the attention to detail and mm-hmm. the, the, the work that was put in to get to that point of being able to make sure that those things were done. The, the study that I would do was, was never just a, okay, let's come up with a subject matter, get my three points and do all of that. It was a lot of questioning why. In the world, am I saying any of this stuff? And and that goes back to that passion of if I'm going to, if I'm going to connect with somebody and they're looking for, they're looking for a word from God, they're looking for a word about their life, they're looking for, they're looking for something, and they're in a situation where there's a there's an opportunity for that to connect, then I want to make sure that they're getting what they're getting what they're getting. And so Jordan, Curry the things that they are doing, putting in all of that extra work, all of that determination, their level of attention to detail is part of that whole gifting. And a lot of times you can't, you can't put that gift in a box and say, my gift is determination. Well, okay. Yeah. You may be determined, but there may be something much more complex to be able to say what this is. But they identify that one particular thing and say, in order for me to get to here, I need to do all of this in order to get to that point. And so there's, there's vision, there's determination, there's all of those things that are wrapped up in it. Yeah, it's, it's um, I think about, you know, what you were talking about in de- developing your messages and making sure that you're relaying accurate information and that it's coming across in a way that's that if you were in the audience, would I receive this or, you know, that self-evaluation, that is, I think that what you, that right there is the critical part of perfecting, you know, your gift and, and really refining it. And I think that's where people miss a lot on because it's so natural. They don't think they have to do that work or they don't believe that that's even a thing that they need to do or necessary. Also, I see in the development, you're trying to see is this information accurate and, and, and making sure I'm saying the right thing. But, the, but I'm really believing in seeing and thinking about the origin of developing the message itself. And I think that's where it comes from exploring, you know, understand your gift. It, it definitely comes from self-exploration and understanding what's inside and understanding yourself because there are certain you know, you, as you're developing that message, there's a voice in, in you saying, okay, this is the direction. Okay, this is the word. Okay, this is, let's emphasize this point. You know, it's almost spirit. I mean, it's not almost, it is spiritual. You know, you're not just formulating these things off the top of your head. There's something beyond cognitive thought mm-hmm. that is motivating and moving and shaping the way the gift is being exercised in the first place. So it's just being led some people call it instinct intuition being led by the spirit you know um you know but it's really that divine energy within that you're tapping into to give your gift direction to give it light to understand how to formulate how to move and then you're like i want this to be the best and you know when someone has a gift and they really are uh, passionate about it they want it to be the best they can when you present a gift to someone birthday, holiday, whatever you're gifting them. You just don't hand it to them in the, uh, in the store wrapping with the receipt and say, here you go. You, most people, some people do do that though. <laughs> <laughs> a 
throw it in some newspapers. Here you go. You know, you really try to present it once you're excited, especially if you're excited about the gift you're about to give someone. Mm-hmm. You really want to present it in the best way possible. You take time. You might either. I'm a terrible gift wrapper myself. I. It looked like a three year old did it, but so you know sometimes I I, I you know have someone I'll, I'll even go as far as pay someone to wrap the gift because I wanted to look and be presented the best way possible and create the most excitement and create the same excitement I feel about the gift. I want that person to feel even more. So I present it in a way that when they get it, it's like, oh, oh my God, what is that? What is it? Now, if I just hand you a G.I. Joe in the, in the package, you're going to be like, oh, thanks, you know? But the, oh my gosh, the, oh my, and open it, oh, oh, I'm so excited. It's because of the, the packaging in which the gift was delivered, right? So... As you're refining and you're passionate about the gifts, yes, that's when you start really putting in the work to make it as exciting as you received it. And you want people to feel what you felt inside as the gift started to stir and move and and you started to discover and understand what it is. You want them to feel that same energy. You want them to feel that same excitement and say, hey, this could be this could be you. You could use this to change your situation. You could be better. And that drives you to really present this thing in the best way possible. So I think as people taking time and inventory of yourself, look at what you want to do. Look at the things that's always been calling you. So people's gifts been stirring in them from day one and they just ignored it. They, they didn't think about it. They just kind of passed it off, but it keeps calling you back. You know, it keeps calling you and calling you and calling you and it won't leave you alone. So you better take care of it, you know, and deal with it and really figure out what is it about this particular thing, this particular area that's really driving me and why do I feel so connected or feel so driven to do this? Because always a, a motive, there's always intention behind it. And when you discover that as well, now you're beginning to really start moving towards you know, that purpose, you know, that that gift is really propelling you. You're really starting to see how I could really use this, right? But if you're not really expanding and really looking and searching within yourself, you'll overlook so many greatness, so much greatness within you that, you know, they say that the graveyard is the place where (laughs) is the richest place in the world of unactualized potential. Because people got caught up in trying to provide and survive and have not explored the actual thing that you're here for, right? So, you know, start to explore yourself, start to understand what you, what drives you and what's been calling you since day one, what's been, what's been eating at you, what you, what you see, what, what you look around and it bothers you that's not being taken care of. That speaks towards what you're supposed to be doing and there's gifts that align themselves to help Remedy those situations that you're seeing day in, day out that just bug you or things you want to bring to the surface that really, you know, could enlighten and help people. I think that's a perfect wrap up to this whole conversation. The, the call to search and to self-discovery that there, we, we all have some level of giftedness and it's much more complex than what the book's and the and the assessments and everything are telling us yeah. it's a it's a good way to start but the best thing is who am i and for everybody to know that 
for every passion that you have, there are many people who are going to connect with that passion. And so you may not connect it with everybody. Just like, I mean, you said you are into basketball and I was speaking with, speaking with Ali's daughter yesterday. We were talking about sports and she's like, eh, sports don't do anything for me. She says, I think sports is stupid. I'd rather do something else. So from that standpoint, you're going to have people who, who do connect and who don't connect. And the key is find your passion, begin to work with that. And in doing so, you will find an area where you're able to allow your gift to be shown and to be appreciated. And people will take that and they're going to take something from that and they'll be able to use that in their own life and in their own situation where they can develop their own passions and their gifts. Yendis, I want to thank you for, for coming on. This has been great. I know that we probably could have uh, delved even more into this. And I'm sure that we'll probably do this again and, and probably do a little bit more. I want to point people back to this. I don't know if you're going to be done by the time that, that this gets shown or if you're going to continue it on, but I still want to point people back to, to you and what you're, what you're doing. How can people contact you, whether it's on social media or wherever? I'm on uh, Instagram with Razor Sharp Barbering. That was my barbering page, but you know that's it's starting to become more than that. I'm on Facebook, you know Yendis Thomas. It's, you know, there's not too many of us around. To, to me, Yendis Thomas is in the world, so you probably find that pretty quick. You know, it's in the beginning stages, but you'll see the, the content coming pretty much on a, at least a weekly basis. Because it really, it's really, I really want, I think that there's so much that we're not tapping into that could help this world. Yeah, so much. There's so much that that's within individual people that we all could be exponentially better if they would just exercise those gifts. And I want to make sure and hope that I can motivate and direct people into tapping into those things so they can change their own trajectory, but also that we all can benefit and grow from the exercising of those gifts that people have. I like that last part where we're using the gifts and then we're able to grow. And that's what it's all about. That's what this whole conversation has been about. Finding those gifts and being able to use it. Yendis, thank you so much for being on the show, for sharing your perspective, and for just helping us to start to look inside and use those gifts. Um, I hope that all of you were able to get something out of this. And uh, if you have, I'd love to hear from you. Please drop me a line, send me a note on any of the social media platforms that I'm on, send me a note directly into Anchor FM where this is hosted or uh, however you're getting your podcast. Just let me know how this, um, this particular series with Yendis has affected you and what things you're going to do with it, how you're going to be able to use that in your community. And I hope that your gift is going to be a blessing to others. Uh, again, I'd love to hear from you. So We've got other things coming up in the podcast. Make sure that you subscribe. Make sure that you get notifications so that you know what's coming up. And make sure that you subscribe on whether it's Facebook or Instagram or uh, just on your podcast platform. I look forward to the next time that we get together and uh, look forward to our conversations here on the Perpetual Good Podcast. There's never
listening to the Perpetual Good Podcast with your host, Kenneth Hopkins. Special thanks to Bled John for the theme music. Tune in next time for more stories of the good happening in our community. Have a great day and remember, don't let evil overwhelm you, but overcome evil with good.